Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the We Are Wrestling Podcast, episode number 10. I am Viral Viper, a.k.a. Viper Freeze, and this is my co-host, Renegade Enigma. Yep. So, wrestling this week. Well, not this week, last week, every week, all weeks. Wrestling's forever, never stopping. It just keeps going, and it's here. So, where do you want to start? Wherever, yeah, man. Like, yeah, there was so much wrestling this week. I, me personally, I didn't watch AEW this week. Like, I'm done with them. Like, I figured they would fucking blow my mind or whatever. NXT, however, that blew my mind. We could get to that whenever you want. Raw, SmackDown. I watched Power. I wasn't feeling MLW. So, yeah, just a lot to cover, I think. Okay, since you said NXT blows your mind, let's start with NXT. Okay. What happened that blew your mind? Oh, we're going to start off with it? Because, like, that was the very last thing. Like, yeah, let them, like, uh, um, let that simmer or whatever. What happened during the show or whatever that you like? Other than that. I like the whole entire show. I like everything. Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley was really good. Yeah. Uh, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai had a match against Marina Shafir and Jessamyn Duke. And the winner gets a women's tag team title match. And Which I thought Dakota- was awesome. Yeah. Um, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai won that match. Um, so next week they'll be fighting the Kabuki Warriors uh, Matt Riddle had a match against Cameron Grimes which was really awesome mm-hmm. Jared said that was the match stealer the uh, show stealer yeah it was it was really good yep and after the match Cameron Grimes got into a little tussle with Tyler Bate who was there for no reason and uh Brizongo showed up with Swerve Scott to take on the Forgotten Sons. That was a pretty good match. Yep. And the main event was Donovan Dijek versus Keith Lee versus Roderick Strong for the North American title. It was a great match, and Roderick won. He stole that shit. I swear to God, he stole that shit. He did. He fucking stole it because they both tried to kill each other, and Roderick just came in and swept away the match. And it, it was it was predictable, but it was it was a really good match. It was predictable. It just like the way he did it, I found it hilarious though. That was the only thing. I didn't think either one of them was going to win. Me and you discussed it and like, I I forget which one of us like fucking said it though. It's predictable. Those two are going to become a tag team. Keith Lee and Dominic. Yeah, you said that. Yeah. Like, they're going to go against uh, um, the Undisputed Era, Red Dragon, if you will, when taking titles, boom. 
Yep. Yeah, so that's going to be a thing. But then after the match, um, all four members of Undisputed Era commenced to beat them down. And then, uh, who, who came out first? It was, um, Tommaso Ciampa, correct? Yep. Yeah, he came out first, and then he goes all the way to the ring, and then he gets, like, backup. That backup being Johnny Gargano. So, like, we have a reunited DIY. Correct? Yep. Okay. So then, they're still outnumbered 4 to 2 until a third person comes out. That being Finn Balor. And you describe the rest of it. Um, Finn Balor proceeded to beat up Johnny Gargano. And he kicked him out of nowhere and just beat Johnny Gargano now. Like he did like a Paley kick, I believe? Yep. That shit was hilarious. Nobody saw it coming. No one. And we tend to predict stuff and we didn't even see it coming. Like, what the fuck? Yep, it came out of nowhere. The one spot that I love, though, like, um, Finn Balor tends to do this, like, running kick, like, towards the guardrail and whatnot. He did that to Johnny, but, like, it, it didn't look like he, I, I don't know if there were, like, plans or whatever, but he kicked over Johnny, the guardrail, and a bunch of fans. It looked hilarious. Yep, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. And, like, he did what you call Bloody Sunday. I want to call, I think it's called 1916, Yep. He did it in the, 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 the ramp way. And, like, basically, like, after the show, they took um, Johnny Gargano away in a stretcher and whatever. They did the whole stretcher deal. Candice Lee Ray was there. And uh, Tommaso Ciampa and her went with him in the ambulance. Yep, to a medical facility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because Vince doesn't like anybody in hospitals. Nope. Yeah, so... What's your feeling on it? Because a lot of people are saying, oh, he's joining forces with um, Adam Cole and whatever, joining Undisputed Era. I think he's joining Undisputed Era. You actually think he's joining Undisputed Era? Yep. I think it's a lot more complicated than that. It could be. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that was pretty much AEW. I mean, AEW. I didn't even watch AEW, to be honest with y'all. Like, I gave up on it. Um, That was NXT, right? Yep. But, um, what did you watch? You watched AEW, correct? I watched both of them, but AEW had the Private Party versus the Lucha Dragons. The Lucha Dragons won, and the Dark Order versus SCU. SCU won to move on in the AEW Tag Team Tournament, which will end next week. And the Rock and Roll Express will be there to present the brand new tag team titles. And... Kenny Omega for Joey Janela 
which was a real good match. This is their second match in three weeks. And Pac fought Moxley to a draw. It was a complete draw. And the TV time ran out. After the match, Moxley decided to give the pendulum swing or whatever it's called now to the referee and he's getting fine money. There was a segment there where Cody came out for an interview and Chris Jericho was in the crowd and Chris Jericho kept interrupting his interview and Cody went to go fight him. But before he could get there, Dustin came out, DDP came out, MJF came out and they all went up there to fight Chris Jericho in his inner circle. And the brawl went all through the concord of the arena and back down to the ring. It was it was a big brawl. It was it was an okay show. Yeah, didn't sound like too mind blowing to me. Yeah, I thought clips, but didn't like I didn't care. Yeah, but yeah, um. I watched MLW. How, how did you feel about MLW? I hated this episode of MLW. Yeah. Jimmy Music was the what now? He was the executive producer. Yeah. The whole show was hardcore. And the whole show sucked. Yeah. <clears throat> like You mentioned something about like apparently it's like where they're at right now. Like you're not feeling that. <clears throat> they're in Tijuana well they recorded this months ago in Tijuana and it doesn't look good and it just is horrible yeah <clears throat> when they get back to their normal stuff it'll look better and it'll feel better cause this sh- this show just didn't feel fun to me yeah I gotta agree with you to me like it also was like the hardcore stuff I'm not big on hardcore, so. It was that, too. But it just didn't feel right. Yeah. But then there was Power. That was real good. Yeah, Power's real good. You want to, like, talk about that? Because, like, you're really, like, high up on Power and whatever. You know me with my bad memory, so. Um, so they did an interview with Captain Morgan, I mean, Aaron Stevens, a.k.a. Damien Sandow. He's really good at this extra actor gimmick that he's playing. Yeah. It is really, he he shot a movie, which is kind of like a Pirates of the Caribbean type thing, but it's not real and it sucks and it's he's he's just he's good in his character um who else was, ask you was that movie real no it's not real <laughs> um so I forgot dude's name <clears throat> I'm not even gonna butcher it it's like Prestidigitaceous I don't know what his name Jeropus I don't know some dude with a beard and the, the dude that was like beefing with James Storm? Yep, that dude. Yeah. 
he's beefing with James Storm, and then Cole Cabana comes out, and he dresses Cole Cabana like James Storm and beats the hell out of Cole Cabana until James Storm shows up and super kicks the shit out of dude. That was pretty cool. Um, He's about to kick um, Cole Cabana if it wasn't for Cabana's tag team partner, Mr. Anderson. So, that's a thing. Yes. And Eli, well, Tim Storm was there, who was the former NWA champion, and he was coming out to address the fans, and Eli Drake showed up out of nowhere and basically said, since you can't go for the NWA title, why don't we go for the tag team titles? And they proceeded to have a match with the what? Dawsons. The Dawsons. I remember they're called the Dawson's because they made a Dawson's Creek joke and it was hilarious. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they fought the Dawson's and they lost. I swear Eli Drake left Tim Storm to get beat up, but he said he didn't. He just got knocked down. I think he still left Tim Storm to get beat up. But we'll find out what's going to happen. It's going to be one of those things you, you always talk about, the slow burns and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's going to keep happening and happening and happening until eventually he's going to whip it ass. Basically. Yeah. And Nick Aldis had an interview and Nick Aldis said he he needs a challenger for his championship. There's not one here. He may have to go around and look for one. Yeah. Who, who is going to be? I have no fucking clue. It, they're supposed to have a pay-per-view in December. And right now, they're going to try to do everything to lead to the pay-per-view. But I have no clue what's going to be on the pay-per-view. I, I might check it out because I like the show. The, they say there's going to be a very low price point, so probably $20, which is kind of affordable. That's not bad at all. Yeah. So I definitely might check that out. Cool. But yeah, that was Power. What's your thoughts on Power? It was, it was good. I, I liked that segment with um, Coca Banna, whatever, pretending to be um, James Storm or whatever. It kind of confused me because, like, I swear. He was a face last week, and like he came across as a heel this week, so that kind of bothered me. But not so much that it's not like a deal breaker, or whatever. Just like, huh? Like you know. And like, as you said, um, Eli Drake and whatever. Like, is he or heel? Heel that couple characters on there. Like, I don't know if they're a heel or a face. So yeah, we'll find out eventually. Yeah. But it's a good show. It's probably my favorite show to watch all week. Yeah. It's, it's slowly growing on me. Yep. I forgot to watch AEW Dark this week, but I heard it was a good eight-man tag with the Young Bucks, Cody, Dustin versus the Private Party and Shima and T-Hawk. So I'll, I'll go back and watch that eventually, but I forgot. They have a guy named T-Hawk? Yes, he's from he's from China. Uh, okay. Anybody remember Street Fighter? That's a thing. 
Yep. But yeah, um, okay, uh, Raw, and I don't know if we talked about, no, we didn't talk about last week's SmackDown, so. Because last week's SmackDown is on Fridays, which we forget because yeah. it's so long away. Yep. Um, the Kofi Kingston thing, which, if you don't, if you don't pay attention, this Kofi Kingston thing will slip by you and you won't see it. Kofi's going to snap. Yep. Yeah. I remember, you brought it up. Right after you brought it up, it was like all over like Twitter. Yeah, because it's something about Kofi's talking and the way he talks. It's He's too happy. And if you paid attention closely... He had pancakes and he started crumbling the pancake while he was talking, smiling and everything, but that's not something that a happy person would do. Yeah. Like he's an urge or snap and like he kicks on the ass real bad. Yeah, and I think they're gonna put that on a back burner because Xavier Woods is injured. So he's gonna be out for a long, long time. For about a year. Achilles tendon, right? Yep. Yeah. Want to say know. he got injured during an Australian tour or something? Yep. I don't know exactly how it happened, but he's out. And I don't know what the hell is going on with this Daniel Bryan situation because it's bothering me. Did okay. they drop the whole Roman Reigns story with him almost getting murdered? Like, is it all over? Like, is it done? It seems that way. It seems that way. Because, like, first of all, the only person they have on the same show is um, Luke Harper. And he basically was, like, um, Eric Rowan's backup. It never was established whether or not he had anything to do with this either. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Now Eric Rowan's on um, Raw. So I would say it's pretty much dropped. You know? That is stupid because I know a lot of people didn't like this angle. If they would have kept going and did it the right way and if you listen to the podcast previous episodes we mentioned this this could have turned out really good but it's apparently it's dropped. I hope they somehow fix it and edit or something. I don't know. They need to fix it because it's it's it needs to be done. Like I don't whatever. Screw it. Like we we swore for the longest Daniel Bryan with the mastermind behind all this. He is. He is. He like that's what I'm that's what's bothering me. Like I still believe like he's still the guy. Like he's on the show with he's on the show with Roman and that's just not it's something about this. It's like it's not clicking with me. Like, why is he there? Like, it's something. And then he's too cool with Roman. Every time something happens to Roman, he's there for him. Yeah. Like, it's something about. This is not working. It's not it working. Is. It's pissing me off because somebody's not doing something right. And if they just. If they let this go, it'll be fucking annoying. It's right there. Just 
do it. Just pull the trigger. Just let Danny Bryan and Roman Reigns have this feud and just let it be about the whole him trying to kill him for like six months ago and just tie this up. Yes. It's, it's right there. It's fucking right there. Like, you let this go and you just act like nothing's wrong. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Fuck it. Whatever. Moving I, on. I figured exactly what happened though, before we moved on, though, right? Um, on SmackDown, right? One of them, talking about Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns, helped the other one because, like, that person was getting dang, like, uh, beat down or whatever. I forget which one it was. But, like, yeah, like, they're kind of too buddy-buddy, as you said, right now. Yeah, Daniel came to help Roman Reigns. Who was beating him down? I forget. Um, Bartender Corbin and Nakamura. Oh, okay. Yeah. Are they going to have a tag team match next week, or did they have it that week? I forgot. They had it at the end of the show, and it's leading into Nakamura versus Daniel Bryan for the Intercontinental title. But also... We're still gonna get that Roman Reigns thing, right? Like somebody tell me yes. Like please, just please. I, I'll tell you yes, but that doesn't mean I actually know. Okay, well that helped no one. <laughs> it helped no one at all because, like, I wanted it just as bad as you did. So, so oh yeah, and Nikki Cross won a six pack challenge to. Be number one contender for Bailey's championship, and that's great for Nikki Cross. Yeah, also great for Bailey. I'm, I'm loving her new gimmick. Yeah, bad guy Bailey. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't give a damn with the fans anymore and whatnot. They well, basically trying to beat up the Miz. Well, I mean. Nobody likes to miss. Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, speak for myself and Sasha and Bailey. No one likes to miss. Okay. Yeah, because I'm a fan. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, that was pretty much all of SmackDown. That was it. Yeah. I don't think nothing would be too noteworthy on Raw either, right? You're wrong. There was a lot of noteworthy things on Raw. Okay. The whole Monday Night Raw felt like they were in a whole rebuilding phase of Monday Night Raw. Like, everything you knew about Raw or thought about Raw was different. Okay. It was different. So, the first match was... Ricochet and the return of Drew McIntyre, which was an amazing match. Okay, yeah, I remember that now. Then you had um, Seth Rollins cutting a promo. No, 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 actually, you had Sin Cara versus Andrade Almas. And after the match, they interviewed Tommy from Power Rangers. And they asked him about... Um, Andrade Almas and he said hey I'm glad he's another Spanish guy but I'm not going to run like Seth Rollins basically coming at Seth Rollins for no reason and Seth Rollins had an interview later on in the night and Seth Rollins challenged Tommy Oliver to a match and the White Ranger actually did really good in that match against Seth Rollins 
so much that everybody just was like, oh my God, I didn't know he could wrestle. And it was like, yeah, that, that dude was on 205 Live for like six weeks. He was, you know, he, he did his thing. He was from Angel Grove. He's cool. And that was a thing. For our listeners that don't know what the hell he's talking about or whatever, Humberto Correo. <laughs> like, that was a running joke. Like, he looked like the goddamn uh, um, White Ranger, though. Especially when he had the sweater on in that interview. Yes. <laughs> but Humberto Correo got over... He didn't beat Seth Rollins, but he was over as hell. Yeah. I mean... There's a point you really don't got to win the match, especially if you're as good as him, you know? He's good as shit. Yeah, and, like, a lot of people had no idea he was that cool. And also, we had the Street Profits had a six-man match, which middle of the show, they just decided to say, hey, you know what? We have a mystery partner. But the commentator said, you know what? I don't give a fuck about your mystery partner. It's a tag team match, not a six-man and they said, no, we have a mystery partner. And everybody else said, no, fuck you guys. It's a tag team match. And that's what's happening. You guys can eat a dick. It's a tag team match. Fuck you. It's pretty much what happened. So they went against the OC, which was just Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows with AJ Styles in the corner. Because AJ thought it was going to be a six-man when everybody else said, hey, tag team match, asshole. And he just sat up in the corner while the Street Profits did their thing. And right as the Street Profits are about to lose, their mystery partner comes out, and it's Kevin Owens. And it's like, this is a tag team match. Why are you coming out, Kevin? This is, doesn't make any sense. But he beat up AJ, so they didn't get disqualified. Yay! And the Street Profits wound up beating the OC. And they celebrated, and the Street Profits are over as hell. They're super over they're going to be stars on Monday Night Raw. And this is a thing. It's a thing now. It also leads me to think that Kevin Owens is going for the U.S. title. So that's a thing. That's also a thing. That's a thing also. Yeah. But yeah, Monday Night Raw rebuilt from the bottom up. It was a great show. And just to put this out there for everybody that's listening, that that was mad about Monday. They were mad that the women were not on the show. There was a reason for that. Okay. The women were in Australia. Like, the women went to Australia first because, I don't know why, but the women were in Australia. So, that's why they weren't on the show, and everybody is upset that there was no women on Raw, but they were in Australia. It wasn't their fault. It wasn't WWE's fault. It was just bad booking and timing. It's it's okay. It's not like they're burying women. Women are fine. The revolution is still on. It's still revolutionizing. It's just they weren't there because they were in Australia. It's not a big deal. I Can I know. bring that up, though? Hmm? Can I bring that up, though? You can if you want to get in trouble. Go ahead. Um, okay, fuck it. I'll get in trouble, right? Uh-huh. This whole women's revolution should be over and done with. Hear me out before, like, y'all start typing and, like, whatever the hell, right? Mm-hmm. They main evented WrestleMania. They had their own pay-per-view. You know what I mean? In some respects, the women are better than the men. You know what I mean? 
the revolution's done. They're already on par with, with, if not better than the men. Like, you know, fuck it. Just treat them as superstars. There's no more revolution. It's done, you know? Yeah. That's my opinion. I'm not shitting on them. In fact, like, I give them all the praise in the world. But this whole, like, women's revolution, like, it's done. Like, there's no more they can do. Like, we have a women's Royal Rumble now. We have a women's uh, uh, money in the bank, you know? So what you're saying is you want the term women's revolution to be done and not the whole actual revolutionizing of women. Exactly, exactly, you know what I mean? And it's not them revolutionizing the women, it's just making it equal, you know what I mean? Because back in the day, what did we get with the women? Like, broad panty matches and a bunch of bullshit matches. Now... They could easily main event, you know what I mean? Like, it shouldn't be, like, it shouldn't be, like, it should be a focus, but not a focus, like, you know what I mean? Just treat them as equals and don't focus on that. I believe it was Sasha Banks that said, don't call us women wrestlers, just call us wrestlers, or something like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. That, that's my whole thing with them, like, treat them as equal without trying to like overdo it because at a certain point it seemed like they're trying to overdo it well that's that was the point that they were trying to make when they started they were trying to overdo it yeah like they wanted people to pay attention to it that was the thing but the thing is we were already paying attention to it yeah in NXT anyway I don't know about the main roster not the when this shit all started, you know? In NXT, because they treated them like women. And, I mean, they treated them like wrestlers. That's what they treated them. Mm. And we cared. Like, the main roster didn't have that. The main roster had a bunch of bullshit. But NXT, they cared about the women. And that's where we just fell in love with women's wrestling. Like, hey, this is, this is fucking awesome. Yep, yep. So many, like great women on that NXT roster and whatever and it made the main roster get so much better basically yeah now there's no problem with like any women on that roster whatsoever you know here and there but like for the most part the women are good but that also brings up another point that I had about three or four weeks ago. The NXT women are on the same fucking channel. Like, yep. they had two fucking matches in NXT this week that were fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Nothing on Raw and SmackDown this week was even that awesome at all. Like, you... No. No. The main roster sucks. Well, like, in, in Raw's case, as you mentioned, there was no women whatsoever this time around so can't really call it this time but we see next week and guaranteed it's not going to be as good it's not they they need to focus on the women like they do on NXT and let them wrestle just let them wrestle don't just wait to the pay-per-view and let them wrestle let them wrestle all the time yeah like pay attention to NXT just just do the right thing but yeah Maybe that might be still a reason to have the women's revolution so, like, they could keep going with the women. But, like, 
other than that, I don't see no other reason for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like NXT's women are just superior to main roster women. Mm-hmm. It's like it feels important without them like overdoing it. You know what I mean? Basically. Like next week, Candice LeRae versus Io Shirai is gonna be on a match. And the tag team championship match with Asuka and Kari versus Tegan Knox and um Dakota Kai. Like I'm looking forward to those two matches more than anything on NXT next week. I don't even know what else is on NXT next week. I was just about to say that too. So like that's that tells you right there how much how important the women are in NXT. So yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. I mean AEW does it to a point because this week they had Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter from Stardom there and it was pretty cool and for those people who don't know Jamie Hayter is B Priestley's tag team partner in Stardom Okay. and that that tied into a story with Britt Baker and B Priestley so that was a tie in but AEW actually tries to make their women feel important when they don't forget about them. Because there have been times when they had matches and it was like, oh, women's match. Oh, we, we totally forgot. It's here. Yeah. But yeah, that's a thing. But, you know, that's a slight complaint I have about the women's revolution. They'll be revolutionized and be normal. Yeah, like no, like instead of uh, revolutionizing it, I'm glad you said that. Normalize mm-hmm. it. And speaking of the women's revolution, so there was a rumor going around all day today that Tessa Blanchard was no longer under contract with Impact. I heard that. I like, I'm glad you mentioned that. Go ahead. And Tessa came out and said, "No, my contract is." still relevant for two more years. I don't know how true that is, but if she is no longer under contract with Impact, Impact should just close just close her doors. Cause yeah. Tessa is one Tessa is one of the big stars of of that show. You fuck that up, then you guys shouldn't be anywhere. Sorry. No, I agree with you. I agree. Just that right there is fucking, like, that's a colossal fuck-up. But hopefully she does have a contract for two more years with them to stay with them and, you know, work things out. I'm, I don't care if she stays there. I know that she's still going to be pushed if she stays there. If she leaves and goes to AEW or WWE, we know that she's going to be pushed there. Wherever she goes, she's gonna be fine, so it doesn't matter. I just hope I just hope wherever she goes or whatever happens, they keep using her to the best of her abilities. She... I really hope she leaves because like I feel as which the way the way they were pushing her, they dropped the ball with her at the same time. Cause they were allegedly pushing her to be the world heavyweight champion. Men's 
World Heavyweight Champion, by the way. And they talked about that. Then they went to the um, X Division route. Didn't let her win that either. You know what I mean? In essence, she was going to be like the new China for them. That's the way I read into it. You know what I mean? But, like, okay. Here's here's my thing about that. Like, I will be totally with you with that. I'd be like, you know what? That's right. But right now, there's a chance for them to redeem that because Sammy Callahan is going to face Brian Cage again for the title. And okay. I don't know if she's going to face Ace Austin for the X Division title. But I, the thing is, it's still a way to get her to the title. So okay. I'm, not, I'm not counting that out. If it goes where Sammy Callahan is no longer in the picture and they're not trying to give her the title, then I'm saying they dropped the ball. Right now, okay. Sammy Callahan is still in the picture, which means it still can happen sometime. And I have a feeling like this could get dragged out for a whole year from the first time that they main evented the show, and then they have a second main event where it's for the title. So you're telling me there's still a chance. Good, good. Yes, there's still a chance. Like, I'm holding out hope. Like, my wrestler storyteller brain is still saying it's still a chance. It's still hope. It's hope for the title. It's hope for her winning. It's there. If my If it was up to me, I would hold it off to one year from when they main evented their pay-per-view. I don't even remember what it was called, but they main evented a pay-per-view for Impact, and if they hold it off for one whole year, one year, and then have that title match right there, same spot, same main event, it would be a pop, and it would just be like, oh, shit, this, like, this is great storytelling for Impact. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I want to say that paper you're talking about was Bound for Glory, I think. No, they just had Bound for Glory. Okay. So it it must have been one of the other pay-per-views. And sorry, we do not know the Impact pay-per-views because as Impact has been going on for the last couple of months, six months to the year, they've been having different shows and pay-per-views and they've been random names. So... I have no idea if it was what it was. It was something. It was there. Yeah. At least, at least we know the story. Yeah. At least we know the story. But yeah, like, at the very least, if you don't give her either one of those, give her a tag team title. You know no, what I mean? No, no. She has to win. She has to win one or both of those titles. Like, she has to be eights awesome because... She was about to win the title and Ace Austin threw her off of the ladder. Yeah. That's how that happened. So that's the storyline right there. She has to either beat him or something, but it all has to lead to her and Sammy next year for a big title match. Because, again, for our listeners, those of you that don't know, don't watch Impact, right? Their X Division title at least had, I don't know if they currently have it have this thing called option C where if you have it for a certain amount of time you can cash it in basically like that it money in the bank for a chance to go for the world title you basically forfeit the title and then you know a bunch of people could fight for the x title while you go for the world title so yep. in essence she could go for the world title after winning the x title I don't want it that way I want it a different way 
I want her to win it from Ace Austin and then lose it, but then set up the matches with her and the rest of OVE to get to Sammy Callahan. In essence, kind of like a a long-running gauntlet throughout the weeks and whatnot. Yes. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Because this is a story, like, I'm looking at it, and it's a story that can be built up for a long time. It literally has a big following. It's a great story if you tell it right. If any parts of that story falls apart between now and then, the story is just... It's just makes you look bad, but it's a long running story, and if you tell it right, it will be great. Because, like, you tell me, like, ratings wise, like, United States and whatever, right? Impact, I believe, like, the number three company in the United States and whatnot. Um, you ever take? I don't I can't I can't say yes I can't say yes for real because it's not really it's just the number two biggest company in the US. I mean the number oh, three in the US. Okay. Because the reason I say that, right? Okay. Let's 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 just say for conversation's sake it is number three, right? So mm-hmm. you have Impact Wrestling, AEW, and the B, right? Yes. Any other place, like Indies or whatever, they could pull off this storyline. But if you go to AEW, I don't think they're going to do this storyline in AEW. I damn sure know they're not going to do it in WB in their current state. You know what I mean? Like I said, they did it with China or whatever, with her winning their um, IC title and whatnot. But WWE did do the story, but they didn't do that story. Yeah. Because their story was the main event. Like instead of like instead of the world title, it was the main event. You talking about the Becky thing? Yes, the Becky thing was like this because she fought and clawed to get to the main event, not to get to a men's title, but to the main event to close the show. Yeah, that that's what they fought for. Like this one is fighting for the world title. Like it's basically every the women are equaling out and normalizing. Yeah. Like, things like this will normalize women. Like, even though I hate inter- intergender matches, and it's not because it's a men versus woman thing, it's or it, it's not real. It's just... I'm just not a fan of it. It's just... I don't know. I'm just not a fan of it. No excuses. You, you don't gotta give excuses. You just don't like it. Just like I don't like hardcore like that, you know? It's not my cup of tea. No, like, people would be like, oh, that's sexist, but like, I just I just don't like it. I'm just not a fan of intergender matches. I don't, I don't see it as sexist. It's just, you don't like it, you don't like it. It's like some people don't like tag team wrestlers. You know what I mean? Yeah, because I, like I like a woman's match There's actually women's matches because women can do way more things than a men can do so that's a thing yeah it's like another thing I don't like and I'm not hating right we'll go back to the women in a minute we'll just talk about stuff we don't like I don't like Joey Ryan's like whole thing you know what I mean but that's just my personal opinion he's not a bad athlete or whatever you know what I mean he's wrestling entertainment but when it comes to the whole like dick stuff 
not for me. Yeah, it's um, it's just different in a acquired taste. It's like wrestling has something for everybody, and like not everything is for everybody. Yeah, so like nobody should hate on you just because you like intergender. I think other wrestlers don't like intergender, like MVP. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't think you should be hated on for that, but continue your point. I just wanted to defend you on that. No, I mean, that was it. Speaking of hate, mm-hmm. we're going to go to the guy that everybody hates who just can't keep his fucking mouth shut. <laughs> exactly, that guy. So Seth Rollins was quoted as saying that AEW is the minor leagues and Kenny Omega should step up to the big leagues to take him on at WrestleMania. Okay, not defending Rollins. I understand what he's trying to say and, like, start up a match with Kenny Omega eventually. Understandable. You went around it the wrong way. You you suck, and you need to stop talking and shut the fuck up because you're an asshole. JR, this earlier today on the podcast, on his podcast, said something that actually popped me because it was fucking hilarious. He said, Seth Rollins should worry about being on Becky Lynch's level because he sucks. He said, you should worry about being on your girlfriend's level. Like, damn. I mean, he's not wrong. (laughs) He's not. He's not. He's not. Because she's way more over than him. Yes, yes. And like, if you would have told me two years ago that Seth Rollins was going to suck this bad, it'd be like, no, no, no. Because for a while, Seth Rollins had like a string of really good matches and then it just all of a sudden just went to shit and it's like, dude, and now you're the one... If you were talking two years ago and said, yo, I'm the best wrestler, I'd have been like, hey, argument. It could be an argument for that. Now it's, I'm the best wrestler. No, the fuck you're not. You're nowhere close. <laughs> like you're the most bo- Like you're the most boring thing on the show next to Roman Reigns. And that that is saying something. That is. That is. When you two were in your match on SmackDown, nobody paid attention. You get booed all the time. Like, dude, you're you're not as good as you think you are. You were good. You're not as good now. And then the people who were your fans are turning on you because they're they're sick of you saying dumb shit. Like it's fucking stupid. It's it's just fucking stupid. I have another point to make, but I I want your opinion on this fucking dickhead still talking. Come on. He needs to shut the fuck up, like, period. You know what I mean? I was, like, totally happy when he deleted his Twitter. You know what I mean? Which, apparently, he just deactivated it and didn't delete it because he's back all of a sudden. Yeah. But, you know what I mean? Like, just give it a rest. Okay, you're the be corpus show. You know what I mean? Whatever. Like I, I understand where where people come from when they try to defend their company and say, "Hey, we're better than other company," but sometimes you just need to shut the fuck up. Like AEW when they take random multiple shots at WWE, like just shut the fuck up. Let your product speak for you. You want to be better? Just shut the fuck up and just do you. Just don't point out shit. Just like, oh, we're better than WWE. Just do you. Just do you. Just show them you're better. Show show everybody you're better. If you do that, people would be like, you know what? I'm fucking I'm fucking on board with that. Just 
do better. Just shut the fuck up and stop talking. Like Seth Rollins, shut the fuck up, and AEW, shut the fuck up, or anybody else that is putting your company on your back when you're not putting in the work. If you like, if you're putting your company on your back and not showing the work, no, shut the fuck up. If I you like, say that, like, I feel as which the ones who doing the most talking are the worst ones because like they're not really doing anything. Like, had it been like Humberto Carrillo talking shit, like, okay, you're good as shit, so I'm gonna give you a pass for talking shit. You know what I mean? Fucking Andres Anonymous, I'll give you a pass. You know what I mean? Some someone actually good. Maybe they're not the, like main event level, but they're good. They could they could make it eventually, especially Andres. You know, Finn Balor. If Finn Balor was talking shit, you get a pass. Okay, somebody like Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay made it his thing of talking shit for a while. And then Will Ospreay said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm going to let my work speak for me. He stopped talking shit on Twitter. All of a sudden, Will Ospreay became the best wrestler in the world. You're like, holy shit, Will's actually good. He doesn't even say anything now. He says nothing now. Will understands. (laughs) He's like, goddamn. He's like, I was an asshole. I needed to prove that I'm actually a good wrestler. Now he proves he's an actual good wrestler. Yeah. Like, fuck, like if some of these assholes would shut the fuck up and prove that they're really good, be like, hey, that's fucking awesome. Like on the AEW side, like, correct me if I'm wrong, but all I see you talking shit is like the higher ups. I don't see like SEU and them talking shit. No, none of them. None of them. It's just the higher ups. And it's like, I understand what you guys are saying. You guys need to just, you guys need to shut up and prove it. Just shut the fuck up and prove it. Yeah. Like, the Young Bucks take a shot every fucking week. And they still say that they're the best tag team in the world when you really sitting there with LAX and the Lucha Bros on your squad and you're still saying you're the best tag team in the world. Yeah, pal. Okay, sure. Like, like, like all right, pal. Yeah, like, you can't say that in, like, LAX and the Lucha Bros are sitting right there. They're literally in your camp, and you're saying, we're the best tag team in the world. No. No, no. No. They're right there to the left and right of you. So shut the fuck up. You can't say that. They have yet to, in my, like, um, in my recollection, they have yet to have a two-on-two match against um, LAX. I know they had that, um, Six-man tag, what, like a week or two ago? They had a match on the Jericho Cruise last year, and it was, like, really good. Okay. And they're going to have their match at the pay-per-view full gear. And it's it's going to be awesome, and people are going to know that LAX is that tag team. Yeah. And as far as Kenny Omega talking about he's the best wrestler in the world, he knows where to find the best wrestler in the world, so he needs to shut the fuck up. Basically, like, he's good, but he's not to that level, you know what I mean? Especially in that company. Not to hate on that company, but, like, he had, like, what, six stars matches with Okada? Yes. You're not gonna have that in AEW currently right now. Maybe eventually, but as it stands right now, you're not going to have that right now. Not right now. No. Not at all. Just, just 
Do we even have a match against Jericho, who's like a, a bona fide star? I'm not gonna take it away from him. He didn't have a, a, a. I don't think not even a five star match would have. Nope. Four at best. Yes. But yeah, um, so as of next week, guys, we're just throwing this out there. As of next week, we will no longer bash AEW and we will talk highly positive about them as of next week. Not this week, just next week. We'll start. I don't know about you, but I'm still bashing. (laughs) I'm going to take the high road because people are going to think we hate AEW when we don't. So next week, We'll start being good guys to AEW. Yeah, that was a joke. That was a joke. I'm not going to bash. I'm just telling the truth, though. Like, for real, for real. Because, like, they have good people on the roster and whatever. Like, I love Sammy Garbara. Granted, I said that first match on AEW wasn't great and it was his fault. But otherwise, he's a great wrestler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fucking LAX, as we just mentioned. They're great wrestlers. Uh, yes. Orange Cassidy, I want to say. Yes, there's Orange Cassidy. I, I dig him. I dig him. Like, it's literally so much there. Britt Baker. She's awesome. Riho. She's, she's awesome. Nyla Rose. Like, Bay. Bay. Don't forget the Bay. Okay, and the Bay. <laughs> but yeah, it's like. It's so many people there that's like we're like we're happy but it's just those people who rub you the wrong way personally that just you can't separate their personal from their in ring, but at the same time their in ring isn't spicy enough to go, you know what? I don't care if you said this bullshit online that you're just like the best. It's you're not the best and you're still talking shit. Like that's the problem. Exactly. Since private party, I like them too. Yeah, and they're brand new to me. They're, they're brand new to everybody, and they're brand new to themselves. But like right now, they're they're still new-ish to the wrestling scene and to wrestling matches. So yeah. I'm just say like, I'll give them two years, and then they'll be a good tag team. Right yeah. now, like right now, they're still learning themselves. Mm-hmm. Two years, they'll be a good tag team, and once again, no one will be talking about Nick or Matt Jackson. Exactly. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I talk a lot of shit, but it's because of the Bucks, because of Kenny, because of Cody. You know what I mean? Yep. Otherwise, like, the, the show is good. You know what I mean? I've never once said the show was bad. It just affects, I expected a lot more from them. Like, it wasn't mind blowing. Like, I keep using that word because that one thing that NXT did, the fucking uh, um, Ken Beller, like, heel turn, that was mind blowing because I never thought they would ever do that in WWE because Finn was so over, you know what I mean? To me, it was the equivalent to, and you're probably going to remember what what I'm going to say, right? When Impact Wrestling turned Jeff Hardy into a heel, the Andy Crash of professional wrestling. That shit was awesome. Yes. But this Finn Balor thing, it's it was so big that people from other companies are even talking about it. Mm-hmm. Jordan talking about it. 
The Bullet Club from New Japan are talking about it because they're happy he's back. The OC is happy that he's back. Like, it's... Renee Young is extremely happy. Shayna Baszler, like, it's... every It's shocked... It literally shocked the system. I was just about to say that. <laughs> See, it... It's, it was just that good. And for anybody who didn't think that that was, like, a big deal, they have no idea. And just to let everybody know, if you have never seen Prince Devitt before, the Prince Devitt from 2013, 2014, when he was an asshole in New Japan, you guys are in for a treat. I'll be honest, I haven't personally. I've seen clips. But I don't know about him like wholeheartedly as you do. He is he is a fucking dick on the mic. He's fucking dick in the ring. He's like he's like what Kenny Omega wanted to be. But, but he was actually really just like he really knew how to like straddle the lines. Yeah. He's really good. And I mean like I actually want that from AEW. I want them to flourish in this because if they die, WWE is going to go to shit again. Exactly. So it's not like I want them to fail. You know what I mean? I don't want no one to get like anything I say twisted. It's just the fact, you know, like, even if you have kids, you want the best for them. That's the way I see it. <laughs> and we'll, we'll get the best eventually. I just feel like I'm not getting that right now, so. Nope. And that's that's all it is. It's not hate on the whole company. It's just certain individuals in that company. And hey, we do it with WWE too. We just talked like a half an hour, maybe 20 minutes about Seth freaking Rollins being a dick. Fuck that guy. Yeah, like, WWE sucks a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, look, we can't even remember what happened on SmackDown. We just remember, like, three things. Yeah. We call Roman Reigns boring. He's extremely boring. To me, one of the best companies, MLW, I couldn't stand that episode. So it's certain things, you know what I mean? Like, we're not hating on AEW. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll never talk bad about New Japan because, you know, that, that's my heart. I love those guys. <laughs> you will one day. You will one day. I will. I will definitely will when they start running their American promotion and it's crap. You know, that's a chance. You know what I mean? No, it's it's happening. It's not going to be a chance. It's going to happen. I feel like I feel like it was, it's a smart and dumb move at the same time, but I just don't think that they should do it. For anybody who doesn't know, New Japan is starting a American branch. So it's going to be New Japan USA and they're going to have a bunch of shows in America and they're going to be doing a bunch of shows in between their regular shows in Japan. Which I just I don't want the wrestlers to get burnt out. I don't want to see a bunch of non-cool wrestlers on the show. I want like I want it to be a real New Japan show in USA. I want that to happen. But if it like, I don't believe that they're going to be able to pull that off because it's going to be too much too much to do. So I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think it's a good idea at all. I think that the wrestlers are going to get burnt out. 
we're going to lose a bunch of fans. They're not going to be able to run a bunch of arenas because they're all running the same arenas that they usually run. I just think it's a bad idea. You know, thing from what I heard, and I heard this like off YouTube and whatever, so I don't know how accurate it is. Of course, you would know better than me because you're the analyst, analysis of this thing, right? Um, apparently, they're gonna have two different rosters: one for America, one for Japan. In a sense. Okay, whoever said that is dumb because that was never confirmed. There is there's like sixty or seventy people in New Japan. They've never confirmed what was going on. They're still working out the details, and they just were telling people what was going on. It was never confirmed that there's two different rosters. None of that was confirmed. People are jumping the gun. You don't know what's going on unless you pay attention and know somebody who's actually there or watch New Japan. That's not what's happening. It's None of that was explained at all. Like, no one knows what's happening. It's just like, right now, it's the announcement. That was it. We don't know. And everybody's confused. Got you. Got you. As far, if that was a thing, like, it's less burnout, like, in my mind, but better than the champion. The champion probably would get burned out. Dude, it's like, to be honest, I don't want to go to a fucking New Japan show where... They're running a bunch of tag matches and just like, and just doing dumb stuff that's not cool. Like, I like when they start first running in in like in USA, they weren't really giving it their all. Like until last year, we well that wasn't last year. Until a couple of months ago, we didn't get a real New Japan show. Like we didn't get a New Japan New Japan show with like real matches and just straight up them. It wasn't like they didn't care. It was like they didn't know. They just felt like, you know, we don't know what you guys want, so we're just going to give you a bunch of tag matches. And everybody was like, "Eh," like, like, yeah, you guys are here, but it's like, eh. Like, you're not giving us your all. And then they realized, yo, if we bring our actual Japanese matches here, they did the first night of the G1 in Dallas. And that was like a monumental thing and everybody fucking went crazy because you treated us to a real show. Like the show that they did with Ring of Honor in fucking what the fuck was Madison Square Garden. They treated it like a real show. And that's what they need to keep doing. Treating shit like a real show. We care about your show. That's the problem. We care about your show. You think we want to see tag matches and just see the guys. No, we care about your show. Like, show us, like, give us matches. Fucking give us, give us Okada and somebody. Like, just give us singles matches. Like, we want to see matches. That's all we want. That's it. What's the current thing they're doing with Okada right now? Is it Okada and Ibushi, I want to say? Okada and Ibushi going to the Tokyo Dome for night one. <coughs> that would be a nice match here. Kind of a throwaway because that, that's a pay-per-view worthy match, but yeah, that would be awesome for the Japanese fans over here. Well, hopefully once they get this American branch up and running, they can fucking do matches like that here in America. Like, yeah. 
I want to go to a New Japan match here in America that's a real match that counts and makes me go, yo, this is what I've been waiting for. Like, just seeing the guys and just, like, just watching them wrestle in tag matches and just being here is like, hey, that's nice, but I want to see you in a match. Like, I, I would... I would watch fucking Will Ospreay in El Fantasmo wrestle for the junior title if that was like one match on the show. Like, fucking give it to us. Like, make it count. Just do something like that. That's what. That's all. I don't. Well, I don't. Up in my head, and mind you, y'all, I'm not the biggest New Japan fan. Fucking Okada versus Kenta. That. That match would be good, even though Kenta sucks right now. But that match would be good. Oh, he's not good? Whatever. Like, I heard, like, he's, like, really over right now. Who the hell told you that? Please tell me it was YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> he's not fucking over. Like, they fucking turned on him. They turned on him, and he he's absolute shit right now. He came back. They fucking turned on him. Like, they... Like he like he did his matches and he was so over and like they was like, well what the fuck did you come back for? They like they watched him. He he uh, it was it's mind boggling. For some reason, Kenta sucks. When you say they turn on him, you mean the fans or the bullet club? Japanese fans. Oh. The Japanese fans turned on him. And that's what made it bad, was like they turned on you because you suck. And it's like he he's starting to he's starting to get his his legs back from being in WWE for like five years, but he came back and he sucked. Like him on the mic, he's like he's back to asshole Kenta who was in Noah. So if you ever watch Noah, like Kenta and Noah, he was an asshole. He's back to that. He's back to that right now. But his in-ring needs to get back to where he was when he was Kenta back in Noah. But while there, he was still like Hideo Tommy mode. Yes. Like, he's like he's still trying to, to wear off the rust. That's what it is. And the fans are not happy that he came back rusty. And they're like, dude, like, you showed up here. You better, you better pull your weight. And that's why he winded up with the fucking Bullet Club. Oh, okay. Whatever happened to Shibata, by the way? That was nothing in there. I don't want to talk about it because he he might be coming back and I don't want to get my hopes up. Because it's a chance he could show up at the Tokyo Dome and have a match against Kenta... But I don't want to get my hopes up. I don't want to think about it now. I want to just put it in the back of my head because I don't want to think about Shibata coming back because it is so awesome. Oh, so okay. It's like a possibility. It's a possibility, but if it doesn't happen, I'll be mad. But at the same time, it still might not be a possibility. So I don't know what's happening. I'm just going to put it away, act like it doesn't exist. We're just going to move on and not talk about that. No gotcha. more surprise, okay? Gotcha. I just wanted to ask you that real quick since you're the expert. Uh. Just no more Shibata talk because that's a sensitive subject. 
I want him to come back, but I don't know if he's going to come back, and I don't want to get my hopes up that he's going to come back, and then he doesn't come back, and then I'm let down. But I just, just don't put that away. Act like it doesn't exist. Okay. Got you. Got you. Yes. So yeah, that's that's that. Yep. So you got anything else to? To add to the show? No, I guess we could end the show now. If you want to end the show now. Okay. Since I always get the last word and whatever. In closing, I want to say big study B2K20, goddammit. Fuck that game. That game sucks. I'm glad you brought it up. Fuck that game. That game sucks. It's the worst game in history. Fuck that game. Fuck that game. <laughs> fuck that game. Just seriously, fuck that game. Hashtag fuck that game. Hashtag fuck that game for real. Fuck that game. <laughs> fuck that game, yo. That game, fuck that. And for our listeners, we're, like this, this is the closing, but still, if you don't know what we're talking about, look up on YouTube. It'll be 2K20 glitches. You'll see what the fuck we're talking about. Fuck that game. That ge- fuck that game. <laughs> fuck that game. Is it better? I, I spent money on the digital deluxe. It's like over $100. <laughs> you feel bad about yourself, don't you? I feel horrible. <laughs> you feel bad because that game fucking sucks. Yep. Fucking sucking ass game. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's end it on a on a positive note. Okay. Uh, Ben Balor's a heel. <laughs> okay, that, that Prince David is is a heel. That that's great. So, on that note, um, yeah. Fuck that shit. <laughs>